Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and CastBox. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. On this edition, we're talking the Mayor's Cup hockey games as the men's and women's teams from Union and RPI will meet at Times Union Center on Saturday. The women's game starts at 3 p.m., while the men's contest begins at 6 p.m. We have plenty of interviews from both teams. Also, I'll have an interview with AHL and college hockey linesman Mike Emanation, who will be working his final career game at the Mayor's Cup. And I'm finally going to get Union beat writer Mike McAdam to predict some games. Mike joins me now. Hello, Mike. Yeah, you wrote me into it. I'll do it. Whatever. <laughs> Ripes. Well, before we dive into the Mayor's Cup, Mike, we must look back at what the Dutchman did, or better yet, what they didn't do last weekend at Yale and Brown. All the women they had after the tie against Cornell, the 3-3 tie previous weekend, was wasted when they were blown out by Yale 5-0 and lost to Brown 3-2. And those two goals came late in the third period with goalie Darren Hansen uh, pulled for an extra attacker. What happened? This is, it just, it was shocking. Well, you know, and, and this is a little teaser to my prediction on the mayor's cup. Um, this team, the, the room for error, the margin for error with this team is absolutely zero. And they, they have to show up with their best stuff on any given week. Now the, the Cornell game, you know, it, the, the troubling thing is that may go down as like their Super Bowl of the whole season because, um, you know, not having seen the two games against Yale and Brown last week, I don't know exactly, you know, what happened, but the result says that this team um, still isn't even close to where they, they hope to be at this point in the season. And it's funny because before this series, you know, they were fresh off the Cornell tie, which and everybody was pumped up and, and, breathing fire and you figure, well, there's still 11 games left seemed like a lot. Mm-hmm. Now nine games left doesn't seem like a lot to get their stuff together. And, uh, you know, trouble scoring has been a problem all year. You know, that's a kind of one that screams off the page. And, and you know, like you mentioned already, those two goals they got late against Brown it makes it a little misleading. Um, I mean, and those two goals were scored in the last two minutes of the game to make it cosmetically look like a closer game than it was. And, uh, you know, like I just said, 11 games seemed like a lot of time to get, get you know, get it in gear. And nine games suddenly seems like a small number, of, a small amount of time to, to figure something out. And factory in, a couple, yeah, factory in a couple of weeks from now, Union has a rare February weekend off, just quirk of the schedule. Yeah, That's, what are they going to do that weekend? Yeah. I mean, work on their stuff, but – um, yeah, I don't think it's really looking too good for them. Certainly, um, home ice from first round of the playoffs took a big hit because the, the two opponents they played last week, those are the ones that are like, they real oh, they need to beat those teams for not, not the least of which is because they just need to sh- show that they can compete with them, but also they're in the same neighborhood in the standings. And that, that was a big hit. You talk about like going into the last weekend of the season, everybody says, well, the season's on the line or playoff position. We can really do a lot. And they forget that you could point to a weekend like a month earlier that really was more of a season pivot. And I, I have a scary thing for Union is that last weekend is going to be that one, yeah. because of, especially because the two teams they're playing against are ones that they need to scratch and claw 
on top of to to get some kind of good position, or at least threaten for home ice. Yeah, right now the Union in ninth place, three points behind Yale, and they only have a one-point lead over Brown, who's in 10th place. Uh, and yeah, both teams yeah. have two games in hand yeah. on Union. So that's not, that's not good. So, and uh, I mean, you look at that Yale-Union game, Union was outshot 12-3 to in the first period. They were lucky enough to survive uh, being scoreless after one, but then uh, Yale you know, got going and kept Ooh, it going, three wow. nothing, and that was all she wrote at that point. And uh, even Darren Hanson got pulled from that game. So uh, it's it's you know we'll have interviews with Rick Rick, uh, Rick Bennett and Vas Collius, and I, I think Vas Collius's answer when I question I asked about why they laid an egg. Uh, was very revealing. Uh, it was, he had no words, but he kept talking. Well, exactly. Yeah. That that was that was revealing to me because it shows how mystified they are um, and how they're still kind of waiting through trying to figure it out. Um, but in the meantime, he felt obligated to you know come up with some you know detailed long answer. And uh, Darren Hanson, very similarly, I thought was um, just kind of more. You're certainly disappointed. Is is you know natural emotion they have after a weekend like that, but they're just like mystified. And, and so part of that is, you know, they, they get all pumped up after the Cornell game and maybe they feel like they've turned the corner and, and the, you know, the comeback right away a week later and, and it casts a lot of doubt on that Cornell outcome. I think that really um, is harmful to them. Yeah. I mean, meanwhile, we really don't talk much about RPI on this uh, podcast, but right now they are in a four way tie for third place with Dartmouth, Harvard and Quinnipiac at 15 points. I mean, RPI 771 in the league, 10, 12, and 1 overall. I think Dave Smith has done a remarkable job in getting that program back. I know a lot of people were not thrilled with his hiring uh, because they were looking for somebody like a Ben Barr or an Adam Moe, somebody who yeah, has. It wasn't this. really a sexy pick. No. He played nine seasons at Canisius. You know, I don't think that really knocked a lot of people's socks off. It was very successful there, of course, but, you yeah, know, they, people wanted more of the big name kind of hire and. You know. And I looked at Dave's overall record, Canisius. It was a losing record, yes. But a lot of that losing was compiled early in his career there as he was trying to build that program up. And I don't I, I don't think the people, the, the RPI fans, really looked at what he had done for the last few years there at Canisius. And he got that program going. And now he's doing something similar here at RPI. I think that was a big part of his appeal was that he demonstrated that he could – kind of gradually build a program up and, you know, it would be considered a hockey desert. Um, and that's a quality they hope that he would bring to RPI. And I think, you know, he, he has talked from day one, you know, you're not going to see like quantum leap improvement. That's not going to happen. But if we see steady progress, not overnight, you know, stuff change, you know, he talks a lot about culture change. So that's a kind of a gradual thing is going to take a couple years to get your guys in there that that check all the boxes of the kind of player you're looking for and I, the evidence suggests that he, he's kind of grinding it in that direction so it's going to be uh interesting games uh on uh, saturday at times union center we'll talk more about that in just a moment we have interviews with members of the union and rpi men's teams and of course we'll have an interview with josh skiba from the union women's team coming up a little bit later so you're listening to the party shots podcast Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and CastBox. Hi, this is Union Men's Hockey Coach Rick Bennett. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette, Associate Sports Editor Ken Shaw. Back on the Parting Shots Podcast, along with Mike McGadam, I'm Ken Schott. 
Well, we have plenty of interviews for you for the uh, men's uh, portion of the Mayor's Cup. Let's start with Union, which had its media availability on Wednesday. And we'll start with Union men's head coach, Rick Bennett. So, uh, Rick, I mean, you had a lot of momentum coming off that Cornell tie uh, a couple weeks ago, and then you go to Yale and Brown, and there's no other way to say it but laid an egg. What, what, what happened between that? What, how disappointing was that? Well, no one's happy about it. Uh, it's just, unfortunately, um, we tried to, we've talked about it, and it's just one of those, you got to chalk it up to shared experience that uh, we we just got to put behind us quickly, and that's and that's what we've done. I don't have a direct answer for you. Um, just hopefully that we learn 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 from it. Looked like you shuffled some things lineup wise between the two nights. That, how much of that was based on different opponents, and how much of it was what you saw out of your guys on Friday? We just felt it was best to to juggle to juggle a few things going into the Brown game. Uh, try to give us a little life, and you know. It, they understood why, and you know, as a coaching staff, we sometimes you don't want to stay stay with the same thing um, after a loss like that. And we we just felt that that was going to give us the best chance to win on Saturday night. I'm assuming that you don't need any kind of motivation for this week, even even though there's no points on the line. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's we're starting to build. We're starting to build up um, how how important this game is uh, in the the meaning of the, the Mayor's Cup. You know, it's for a trophy. Uh, every coach says that. <laughs> oh, I think there's there's some things that'll be more at stake. Um, you know, for our team, but it's more about us trying to regroup here for the last. The last stretch run going in the playoffs. Is it ideally? Would you rather be playing league games this weekend? No, I'm, I mean you're you're playing someone within league, so maybe that's right. that's why it's not a total someone from a different conference. So it kind of feels you're still getting that ECAC battle. Um. So no, it, and it's against your biggest your biggest rival. So. Who wouldn't want to play in this game? Is the way, the way I look at it, and for from a coaching staff perspective, I mean, I've always really enjoyed this game. Our staff has always enjoyed this game, and again, I'll say the same thing: uh, who who wouldn't want to coach in this? How important is it uh, to defend the cup? I mean, you guys have been defending the last couple of years now. How important is it to keep the Mayor's Cup here at the Union? Uh, first, it'd be nice, and second, uh, I don't want to defend anything. Well, we want to keep just keep attacking. When you have no points on the board for this particular game, what would you be looking for this weekend? Obviously, improvement. Just overall, a little more. We just want more consistency. Um, so that's what we're we're striving for this week in practice, and hopefully, it. Uh, I mean, it's a one-game set, so you know. Both, both teams have that, so it's uh, just a matter of what it comes down to is who's who wants that trophy more, and who's going to buy into their systems more. And but I just think ultimately it comes down to you know, how how bad do you want to have that cup. 
It's also the rubber game of the uh, season series. You guys split the uh, league games back in October. So is that even more motivation to try to win the uh, overall series this season? Yep, again, everyone's spot on with their questions. It's nothing that hasn't been uh, or will be addressed. And when it, But again, I can't worry about all that. We just got to focus on the consistency level through practice, which has been good, to being consistent on Saturday night. That's, that's all we're looking for. When you guys tied Cornell, which was obviously a really good performance from your team, and then when you go out last weekend and see the results that you have, how much of a head-scratcher was it to you that coming off Cornell, you got that on the road? We can look at it as going from a, from a, a real big high to to a low. So who is to say that we can't get it back to high quickly? And that's what we're trying to push as a staff. And those guys know it. Those guys understand it. And now it's one thing to understand it. Now here's the hard part. Now we gotta execute it. So that's that's a whole nother ball game. They come out thinking we're still we we tied Cornell. We're gonna be okay. Do you think any of that came through? There are so many channels on the TV with computers and, and, and TVs and, and paper, like you name it. And who knows what the, the thought process was. Um, do you ever really know? Um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what they were thinking. And, you know, as much as you can try to talk about it, uh, you know, there could have been few other factors involved too as well um, but again we just put that one but that that whole weekend you just kind of forget about it as quick quickly as possible from what you've seen is RPI a better team this year than they were at this point last year I feel I watching on film yes I think it's a they had a nice season um, very well structured work hard and it's it's going to be an absolute battle for us um, they're real tough, so it's something something that we should embrace. You can't assume anything that their goalie Savory has been playing very well, but he's also been using kind of a three-man rotation. Does that affect at all how you prepare for them? Probably not. Yeah, it must be nice to have a three three-man rotation. Yikes, that's uh, I guess nice to have. So, um, but in the same same token, can't get caught up in who's who's in net or who's not. We're just we're focused on ourselves. Saturday's game is marking the last for linesman uh, Mike Emanation. Uh, you've seen him work here. ECAC also been in the AHL. Your thoughts about Mike's uh, uh, work over the years? I always always respected Mike in the way that he's gone, gone about how he's lined the games. I've never, I don't haven't, I can't even remember having any issues at all with Mike. Always been professional. Which I think is is probably the biggest you know compliment that I can give Mike, and always been a good good guy, and we'll miss him. Up next is senior defenseman Vascolius, who was at a loss for words when I asked him what happened last weekend. So what happened last weekend? You, know, you come off the tie against Cornell, and then basically laid an egg at Yale and Brown. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We laid an egg. Um, Why? <laughs> can, you explain, can you explain it? Uh, I mean, there's levels to that for sure. Um, I don't think we were very detailed. Um, outside of that, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a difficult question to answer, to be honest. Um, I wish I had a one-stop shop answer for you, a blueprint answer here that I could just shoot off and just sit there and say, yeah, that's why. I got, I, I, I can't give you a, an answer, to be honest. I have no idea. I have no idea why what transpired last, last week transpired. Um, maybe it was a lack of energy. Uh, do I think we, were on a, we weren't very uh, fine on our details? Absolutely. Uh, do I think we got away from our identity? Absolutely. Um, but there's no one-stop shop answer to that. Uh, there is, there's levels to that. Uh, all we can do is move forward um, and push on to this next week. It's a big week. Um, obviously, we all know how uh, important this game is for us. So um, that's kind of the focus. Um, obviously, it's behind us now. Uh, I, can't, I can't sit here and tell you, uh, honestly. I, I would if I could. I think you guys know me pretty well. I'm a pretty honest answer for 9 out of 10 of the questions you guys give me. Um, I got nothing for you on that front. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you why we showed up the way we showed up. Um, are we disappointed by it? Yes, 100%. Uh, we felt that was a weekend going in that we could have been... Um, on the better side of it, we felt that we were making strides in the correct direction. We felt as though we were pushing in the correct direction. We felt as though everything was starting to add up. And then for that to happen, you know, it happens. Uh, adversity hits, and now we're going to find out what this team's made of. And that's kind of where we're at. Was there anger after that up from your part? Um, I think there was a lot of disappointment. Um, frustration. For sure, I would put uh, frustration and disappointment in the in the vocab there. Anger, there's it's Skeebs just saying, um, you know, anger. I don't really have much room in that for me. In terms of the other guys, I don't think anger is really a necessary answer right now. I think we need to focus. I think we need to focus on what we need to do. Anger's not going to get us anywhere. I mean, in 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 the grand scheme of things, disappointment's not going to get us anywhere. Um, frustration's not going to get us where, anywhere really either. Um, we need to focus. We need to focus on what we need to do night in and night out to be an effective team. Um, so all those emotions, while, yes, they're there, and they're there for this team, like, uh, that's, they're, none of them are going to help us right now. What we need to do is we need to come together and um, focus on all those things that are going to get us to wins. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm sure some of the guys are angry. Yes, I'm sure some of the guys are frustrated. Yes, I'm sure some of the guys are disappointed, um, if not all. Um, but none of that's going to help right now. It's, it's not the time to be feeling sorry for ourselves. Um, right now is the time to take a look in the mirror and figure out what we need to do right now. What were some of your impressions of RPI the first go around, and are they a better team this year than they were last year? I mean, they're always a tough matchup. We, we know what they're going to bring. Um, they're hard, um, especially against us. They're going to they're gonna lay the body, they're going to get pucks to the net, and they're going to live in front of the net. Uh, we need to be good on box outs, uh, make sure to keep them out of there. Um, in terms of transition, they've gotten exponentially better over the years. Uh, they've added a lot of speed to that lineup, um, and they're not afraid to take risks anymore. Um, uh, they're, they're a very aggressive team. Uh, we need to match their intensity, 
and if you know if we don't it'll be a long night uh that's that's the fact of the matter so uh i i plan um uh, i plan on bringing all the intensity i got and i pretty positive every single guy in the room will be bringing all their intensity as well this is this game is going to be big and uh on a level to it's going to go beyond x's and o's here this is about want uh this is about who wants it more we know both teams on either side are good teams well we know what they're going to bring they know what we're going to bring it's going to come down to one lots of motivation for you guys against rpi a chance to keep the mayor's cup at union also to win the season series which you didn't do last year against rpi so how important is that factor into uh, getting uh, psyched for the game on Saturday? Oh, I think it's massive. Uh, anytime you get to play for a trophy, let alone two, um, it's pretty big. Uh, something we obviously want to bring back, um, especially last year, uh, losing the Capitol Skates. You don't ever want to see that happen. So we'd like to bring them both back here. It's added motivation. Um, will only add to our uh, intensity come Saturday. What has this game meant to you? Um, it is, I mean, it's a special game. It's a special night for uh, a lot of reasons. It's kind of uh, the amalgamation of, it's, it's bringing it all together. That, that rivalry all summed up in one night. Um, you see all that intensity. You see all that, um, you know, desire come together on that ice sheet. And it's, I've never, I remember my freshman year, we were, what we had Vex, Fu, and we played that game to a 3-2 win. It's always close. It's always that. That's it's a bar fight. That's that's what this, this game is going to be. That's what it's throughout my career here, throughout my time here. It's always been a bar fight. You're going to trade punches. You're gonna and it's going to come down to who wants it more. Is somebody going to score this year? <laughs> I sure hope so. As we said, Mike, the answer that. Uh, Colias gave us was just, uh, I, 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 he was at a loss for words, but he had a plenty to say. And just, I think there's, there's got to be a lot of soul searching on this team. And there, well, it's like lingering shell shock from that that weekend last week because they, you know, Cornell suggested that they had found some answers and 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 had built a reference point of yeah, this is what we need to do in every game. And and it, it's easier said than done. And they turn around the following week and didn't really apply any of that. <laughs> Any of that yeah. stuff. Um, so that's why you, you just got to, you know, it's a very head shaking moment for to lose is one thing, but to get ripped five zip and then to be, you know, on the verge of a three zip the following night is really, I mean, that, that's like reverting back to the beginning of the season yeah. when they lost seven straight and were just wandering around trying to figure it out. I mean, I hate to say the Q word, but you almost think. I mean, I don't want to say they quit, but you got to wonder. Nah, I mean, I think, it. you know, it's easy for us to, like, sit up in our tower and, and make that observation. And, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, it's easy to have a knee-jerk reaction like that. I mean, just from having talked to these kids, I, I find it hard to believe that anybody's quitting on this coach. And, and if they did, he, he would notice it right away yeah. and they would. You know, you wouldn't see them in uniform. Um, so I find that hard to believe. Just from the personality of the kids and, and you know, their competitiveness and everything, they, they you know, they still have the measure of pride when they put that uniform on. I'm not trying to be all rah-rah here or anything, but, um, now nah, I, I would not use that word at all. It really, um, 
That's yeah. that's um that's the kind of thing that a, like a hyper crazy fan would say. Who's like? Oh, there are a few hyper crazy fans. You know, well, sure, <laughs> I, that, right? But yeah, I mean, it's just it's the kind of thing that it's like a natural assumption that you want to make when you're frustrated and mad and and yeah. uh, you know blame it on them. And um, there, there's a lot of reasons why you lose a yeah. game. Well, let's go over to RPI mm-hmm. now. I stopped by Houston Fieldhouse on Tuesday and I sat down with RPI men's hockey coach Dave Smith. Well, Dave, thanks for coming on the, for the uh, Parting Shots podcast. It's uh, Mayor's Cup week. Uh, how excited are you, and how excited is the team? Yeah, we're 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 very excited. Now it's still the beginning of the week right now when we're talking. So, um, you know, we we came back from our Brown Yale weekend. We gave the guys Monday off. Um, so today, Tuesday, when we're talking, is the first day back at it. But it's it's been talked about already with the guys. It's was identified early in the year when we were setting our goals that uh, this is a game that we we, we want to win. Um, we want to win them all, but this is a special game. So uh, you know, we're very very excited to get this game burning. It's been since 2016 that RPI has won the Mayor's Cup. Uh, for the seniors who have been through this, I mean, how important is it for them to uh, you know, get that Mayor's Cup? Because they now they've at least won two of the Capital Skate Classics. You know, it, it's it's just one more piece of validation for them that uh, they they've helped grow the program. Um, they've helped build us up to 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 be a team that can win in any night and win these special games and win the you know a rivalry game at, down at the Times Union Center and probably in front of a big crowd. So it's part of their legacy. Um, you know it it, uh, it hasn't been an easy one, but this is a way to make it a positive one. Yeah, there've been so many memorable games in this uh, rivalry. Um, you, know, you know, obviously 2014 sticks out with the the fight at the end of the game, and then last year's game ends up zero zero. Have to go to a shootout. So, what what makes this game so much fun? I know you've only been through a couple, but how much? What is it? What is it like to be a part of this game? We we know it doesn't count toward the ECAC standings, but it just seems to you know, have a really a significant meaning to this uh, both programs. Well, first and foremost, I think it's a true rivalry. I think it's Union thinks they can beat us. We think we can beat them. Both teams feel like they should win that game. So it, it brings out a lot of emotion. It's played in the biggest venue in the capital region for hockey. Um, a lot of history of pro hockey in there. It's a, it's a great venue. The size of the crowd, you know, should be between, you know, six and 10,000 people, something like that. Um, I think when you add all of those things up and on top of it, you put just bragging rights between programs, um, there, there's a lot on the line. There's also a fact that you guys split the season series uh, this year back in October. So it's this basically a, the rubber game to see who uh, comes out as on top, not only in the Mayor's Cup, but overall in the season. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we've already started watching some of the film uh, from then, and, you know, a lot has happened. Uh, you get to see the, the ups and the downs and the player movement and all of those things that happen with individual programs, and a week like this brings us back together. Yeah, obviously you have seen Union, they haven't seen Union since October, where you said you're starting to see film. What is it about them maybe that you've seen improvement in since the last time you saw them? Well, they, they've had a young team. Um and you know, I think Coach Bennett does a great job getting them to play real hard. And uh, you know, now they're they're finding success on the power play. They're you know they're killing penalties well. Hanson has played well in net. Um, they just they, they do 
what good teams do. And they may be a little inexperienced based on class, number of seniors, number of juniors, etc. But they're just a well-coached, physical, hard team. And when you do those things, you, you stand a chance to win every night. Your team, uh, how much have you seen improvement in your team since October? Our, our learning curve continues to be very steep, and our goal is to keep it steep and long. Like, we want to continue. We've grown a lot. We've found a way to, to win some games. We have learned how hard you have to work to win those games, and this, this weekend will be no different. Um, you know, we've, we've recently gotten timely scoring and timely saves. So those are, those are lessons that come with experience, and our eight seniors have really carried the way, so um, carried the ball along the way for us. So, um, you know, it, it's hard to put your finger on any one thing, um, but we've grown in, in every area. Um, the biggest area left right now is power play. we got to get better in the power play, but we're working on that too. Looking at the standings, you guys are in that hunt not only for home ice in the first round, but maybe a possible first round bye. What is it going to take to get into the top four? You got to win your games, and I know that's a simple, silly answer to, to for, for a, <laughs> or a, a very, well, a very in-depth question, Ken. Um, you know, we've we've played some extra games with those teams. Some of them are against each other. They got to win their games in hand. So we just have to play our game, and and yeah, you might need some things to to happen with other games, but if you don't win your games, you've got to get into that 11, 12, 13 win range to to have home ice. Some years it's 11, some years it's 13, and we're at 7. So we're, we're, we've got we've got some road to cover here, and you know if we can get into that thirteen range, I think I think we're in the first round by. If not, we'll see where we fall. But we just have we have to fix our power play. We've got to keep the timeliness of our game right now. We got to continue to grow our work ethic. Weather was a factor last year, and postponing the game was the snowy. Hoping the weather's good this year. Yeah, somebody mentioned to you today that there was rumblings of a little snow coming on Saturday, but um, it's part of the history. It's part of the story that uh, the Mayor's Cup can tell and the people that participate in it be like, oh, remember the year it got snowed out or remember the year of the fight, remember the year of whatever. Um, I think it's part of the part of the history. One last thing, uh, Mike Emanation, the linesman who's been around here for a long time in both the AHL and ECAC hockey is uh, calling it a career on Saturday night with the uh, game. What are your, th- what are your thoughts of uh, Mike? I love Mike. I did not know that. Um, there was an event here. I want to say it was his, I don't know if it was thousands game or 25. I, I should remember because we gave him an official game puck. Um, he loves the game. He absolutely loves the game. It comes across, He, you know, at the beginning of the you know opening puck drop when he uh, comes over and says, hey, boys, have a good one. You know, it's just his passion for the game is just it's felt through and through. And um, he's been a he's been a good man uh, for the game of hockey. And you, know, you miss guys like that. He's just a, a burst of energy. And it's nice to see. Well, Dave, appreciate you coming on a few minutes here on the Parting Shots podcast. Uh, good luck Saturday night. Thank you very much. Up next is RPI goalie Owen Savory. Well, it's the uh, rubber game of the uh, three-game series between you and Union. Um, but more importantly, this team has not won the Mayor's Cup since 2016. So how important is it for you guys to finally end that skid? Yeah, you know, uh, you, heard t- you heard Coach talk about it. It's, uh, it's a game that we circle on our calendar every year, and I think even when you're getting recruited to, to come here, it's a game that's well advertised by the coaching staff. And, and I think this year, obviously, we split the, uh, the weekend series early in the, in the year, so I think it's uh, setting up really nice to be a, quite a matchup. So. What will make this challenging for you guys this weekend or next weekend? 
Yeah, you know, I think unions, uh, you know, they're a hardworking hockey team, and you know that that's uh, that's going to make it a challenge for us where we got to set the pace and outwork them. And I think that's a lot of what we've been doing here the last couple weekends is is really trying to outwork hockey teams, and we've had some success doing that. So I think it's going to come down to you know who wants it more, who wants to raise the trophy at the end of the night. But but yeah, I think that's how we're going to be able to uh, you know overcome those challenges. So. Last year's game for you was a coming out party. Uh, obviously, it was a zero zero tie. You end up you know losing in the shootout. But I mean, how important was that game for you personally to, to you know, show what you can do it not only to your teammates but the coaches and and the fans yeah you know it's a good question I think that you know like I said when you're coming here as a recruit I think that's something that's really advertising and you know as a freshman you know you're not sure where you know at least for me I wasn't sure where I would be fitting in early and I was able to have some success and, and you're right at that game I was able to contribute my part and, and I think for me it's you know I try to treat every game like it's the same and I think that that game just things went well for me and my team you know we played awesome and it was unfortunate we couldn't get the win in the shootout but I think uh yeah I think just you know being a player I think you just kind of take every game like it's the same but obviously we know what's at stake uh, on Saturday. To hoist that trophy over your head at the end of the night um for the first time as you mentioned in 2016 what will it take? Yeah, like I said, I think we got to go in there and, and you know we treat it like it's a, a normal hockey game. But we know, uh, you know, we know what they're going to bring and we're going to prepare for for what they're going to bring to us. And and I think it's going to be a fun uh, fun atmosphere and, and a fun day just just in general for you know the new guys and even guys that you know have wanted to win for so long. And and I think what's going to make us successful is uh, is you know just that outwork and that compete level and and uh, just outworking them and making sure we can raise it at the end of the night. What differences have you seen uh, with Union when you played them as a you know? As and now, because obviously they they, you know, they got their first win of the season against you guys here at Houston Fieldhouse. But um, what what improvements have you seen? I mean, I don't know how much film you've seen of them, but obviously you're right here next, basically next door to them. You probably you know, get to see some things on uh, TV or something. Yeah, yeah, you know what? You're right. They did get their first win uh, against us at the beginning of the year, and, and that's an, obviously an important weekend for us too, because that's usually our first ECAC weekend, and, and we're you know happy with our win Friday. Disappointed how we lost here Saturday at home, but I think you're always uh, you know we're always keeping been tabs on, on what teams are doing in our conference and you know seeing where we're going to match up maybe come March come playoff time but you know they've they've beat some good teams and they've played uh, some really good hockey lately and I believe that we have too and so I think that that's why uh, you know Saturday is going to be a, a really good test and even though it's an out-of-conference game technically I think it's going to be a really uh, really good test for both of us so you have three assists on the season when are you going to score a goal <laughs> I tried at St. Lawrence. I don't know if I'll try again. But <laughs> yeah. not successful. What happened? Did you get called for icing? No, I hit a guy. I tried and hit a guy and didn't make it. But that's all right. Maybe one day. Well, you got a chance to talk with both uh, Smith and uh, Savory on Wednesday. What did you get out of them? Yeah, I actually got Dave Smith last week, and and uh, a lot of what we talked about was his goalie rotation, which you know the R word rotation mm-hmm. probably shouldn't come into the equation on a team with a guy like Owen who's playing so well, but it is. And um, he's kind of wrestling with the same thing that Rick Bennett did last year with Darian Hansen and Jake Kupski. And he's got uh, um, Linda Marshall is kind of the veteran. He's the big, tall kid. Um, Owen is smaller and more athletic. And then he's got Alec Calvaruso, who's a transfer from Colorado College, who wasn't eligible until halfway through this season to play. And he's gotten in there a little bit. So he's got a little bit of a juggling match going on. That said, I have no doubt that Owen Sager is going to be in there, especially after. And you'll love this because um, uh, 
I brought my song reference this week, which is uh, Saved by Zero by The Fix. Uh, after that 0-0 tie yeah. last year, which was Owen Saber. He was a freshman last year, and it was for, technically his first career college shutout as a freshman yes. that Union won in, in the shootout. Um, but uh, Savory, he said he was 12 seconds away from having three straight 3-0 shutouts yeah. before they spoiled his shutout the other day. And we talked about that a little bit. We also talked about last year's game. And he said, I don't play for shutouts. I play for wins. And um, uh, I mean, that's the attitude for, he, you have to have. And he plays for getting points, too, with three assists and – He's a scoring machine. <laughs> so, well, the women's game will kick things off on Saturday at 3 p.m. This is the third year for the women playing in the game. Uh, RPI's won the first two Mayor's Cups, but this could be the year Union takes home the Mayor's Cup. Uh, the women, the Union women are playing better this year. The RPI women have yet to win a game. Yeah, and, and Brian Vines, the RPI coach, mentioned last week that um, he kind of hinted at the fact that there's a lot of stuff that the public doesn't see. Specifically, injuries and stuff that I guess you know, he's not trying to make excuses, but but boy, they they want any kind of win. It would be amazing for them if it happened in the Mayor's Cup for a trophy and the whole bit. Plus, they the women have ECAC points on the line and they'll play Friday night. Um, but they, I mean, they just need a win. He, he did give credit to his players for sticking it out and hanging in there and and uh, not making excuses and showing up for practice every day. Yeah. Um, that said, I you know, I've Fully believe Union's going to win this, uh, win it this year for the first time. Yep. Oh, you're hedging. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk yeah. about that if we get the men's prediction too. But uh, we have an interview with uh, Union women's head coach Josh Skiba. He talked about uh, bringing home uh, the Mayor's Cup for the first time. You know, uh, a big mistake for us is just looking at their record, you know, looking at standings, looking at anything regarding playoffs for us. I think we're going into the game with the mindset of uh, Union RPI, you know, and it's a, it's a weekend for us that. Um, we've got to come and earn everything, as as we always talk to our group about. And um, you know, I think we had the great a great mentality going into Friday night against a similar type of opponent in our league against Brown. And um, you know, we talked about just enjoying that process of earning everything. And I think that's going to be our mindset going into Friday. How important is it? Because this is an RPI team that's really struggled to score goals this year. So how important is it to you know, jump on them early and maybe take some life out of them? It really important, you know. Friday being a home game for us too. I mean, certainly we want to make sure that we set the tone for the weekend and uh, have a great start to, to the weekend. I think um, you know scoring first is always really important for our group. I think we're a much better team when we do do that. Um, so yeah, we definitely want to make sure that we set the tone, score, um, you know, continue to press, be aggressive, and um, play the way that we want to play because I think that's going to be really important for the whole weekend. What would you be looking for when you have a game like this where points don't really? You know, I think, I think, I mean, certainly the, yeah, the, the rivalry is always there, right? Like the kids are going to be motivated by playing RPI. Um, you know, we've got two back-to-back games against the same opponent, one game in a big venue, one game at home here, right? So uh, a lot to be excited for. I think, you know, again, we're just sharing with our kids. We're, we're throwing standings, all that stuff out the window. It's just we want to make sure that we are ready to earn everything that we get. And I think that's all that we can illustrate to our group. I think, you know, our kids are, are motivated by the fact that we've lost the last three games against these guys, including two Mayor's Cups, right? And I think when you look at our roster, our seniors, all of our players are motivated to, to try and get an opportunity to bring home some hardware, bring home some points. They want to be a playoff competitor um, and, and just continue to earn everything that, that we get. So I think they're, they're very, very motivated by that. What would it mean to finally win a Mayor's Cup? 
Yeah, I think it's exciting for our group, right? I think just to, to bring home a trophy, I think, is special for our group. I think that would be a, a huge rallying cry in, in, you know, for these last couple weeks of the season. Um, obviously, two more points, right? That means two more points for our league, and, and you know, the league points on the line for our game um, is, is massive. So um, for our group, I think that would just continue to, to galvanize, galvanize us as a group and um, you know, really help propel us for the next couple games of the season. What does this game women's hockey you're on the biggest stage that you can be on playing downtown yeah what do you think it can do for the sport in general in this area yeah i think i think you know women's hockey i think is is getting bigger and bigger i think the grassroots level is getting bigger uh, the exposure is getting bigger that the volume of more talented players every year that we go out recruiting is getting bigger and bigger right and i think this just this game prevents presents a platform for for us to be kind of role models for for those people um, you know, for us to have an opportunity to, to showcase our, our team and RPI, to showcase their team. Uh, in front of young women, uh, men, it doesn't really matter. Old, you know, young fans, it doesn't really matter. I think um, we're looking at as an opportunity to, to make sure that people enjoy the product, enjoy uh, being around our athletes if they get, come in contact with them, and, and really just promote our game. And I, don't, I think the women's game is, is really uh, special in the sense that it's very skill-based. There's, there's not, you know, no hitting, and I think... Um, the girls are, are really enjoying having a, a platform to be able to showcase themselves on a big stage, you know. And, um, something I was asked before was, um, you know, again, that, that question kind of, what does this opportunity mean? And um, you look at the attendance from the last couple of years, you know, I think it's been roughly or close to about 2,000 fans. And I think last year's was a little bit skewed because it was a, a weekday game. And, uh, you know, to me, that's, you know, 2,000 plus more people that get to see our product and, and really appreciate uh, women's hockey and union or RPI for what they are. Um, you know, I think I think we're gonna have to come in there. I think when on Friday and just make sure that that you know our our uh, emotions aren't too high. You know, we want to play with a lot of emotion, but not to be too emotional. Um, I think that's gonna be a big part. And then I think Saturday, um, you know, playing in a big venue. When you when you ask people in our locker room, are they have they played in a big venue before? And I think for some of them, it might be the first time. You know, and I think that's an important piece for them to, to kind of get those jitters out of playing on a big stage, you know, a little bit bigger of a fan base, a little bit bigger of a crowd. Um, so for us, again, like, it's going to entitle, we, we've got to make sure that we outwork them. We've got to make sure that, that we put pucks behind them. When we played them in the past, we've, uh, you know, we've played a little bit more passive defensively. We, we've changed that. We want to be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, we want to be really good on entries. Um, we want to be really active offensively, get all five of our players active in the offensive zone. And, uh, you know, another area that we want to be really good is in our face-off circle. We think that, you know, we're a pretty good face-off team. If we can gain possession in those opportunities, hopefully it'll create some offensive chances for us and continue to, to allow us to break pucks out like we've been doing. You just answered this a little bit already, but when you bring up the emotion factor in a big, fierce rivalry game like this, will you specifically address that with the team and tell them, remind them that, yeah, we want you to play with fire, but there's a line that can be crossed where suddenly you're, you're not necessarily helping. Yeah, I, I think we've addressed it. I think our captains have talked to the team about it. Um, I think it's just, you know, more uh, for us just kind of keeping um, keeping ourselves composed. I think it's more about our staff keeping ourselves composed, how we handle any adversity during the course of the game or the course of the weekend. I think um, when everybody's pretty level-headed, they're enjoying themselves, having fun, um, we're a pretty good hockey team. You know, I think when we get a little bit emotional, we start to take penalties, it gets a little bit more chaotic. And I think for us, it's just trying to remain composed throughout the entire weekend and, and just handle it you know, one, one shift at a time for us.
Up next, I'll have an interview with longtime AHL and college hockey linesman and Troy resident Mike Emanation, who is retiring after Saturday's game at the Mayor's Cup. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and CastBox. RPI men's hockey coach Dave Smith and you are listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette associate sports editor Ken Schott. Back on the Parting Shots podcast. Detroit native Mike Emanation has been a linesman in the AHL and college hockey for a long time. The 53-year-old Emanation will be calling it a career after he works Saturday's Men's Mayor's Cup game. I had a chance to catch up with him on Thursday morning. Well, Mike, uh, welcome to the Party Shots podcast, and uh, congratulations on a great career as a linesman in the AHL and uh, college hockey. I mean, how how excited and how nervous are you as you head into your final game Saturday at the Mayor's Cup? Well, I guess it's uh, a mixed bag of uh, both. I'm very excited because my family and friends will be there in a building that I've worked, God knows how many games in. I'm obviously a little bit sad because I uh, I believe I probably have uh, three or four, maybe even five years left if uh, my body would hold up. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I know this chapter in the book is ending, and, and that's that's okay. Um, so we'll see how, how it all rolls out on Saturday night. But you know, I'm excited. I, I'm you know, it's the best possible place I could think of to finish my career. What was the what led to the decision to decide to hang it up? years my wife and I have been kind of hashing it over and my it's, you know I've, I've had a bad back my, my entire life probably since I was 14 or 15 and uh, with the last few years we've decided to start each season see how I feel at Christmas time or, or basically the midpoint of the season and then go from there and, and you know if I wasn't feeling really good we'd, we'd call it quits in January and if I was we'd finish the season and, and you know, do the same thing next year so been okay i've been making my way through but uh, the beginning of last season uh, actually over the summer two summers ago i ended up having shoulder surgery so i missed the entire first half of last season um came back the second half and kind of didn't want to finish that way um so we said hey you know what let's start next season meaning this the season we're in now and uh we'll uh we'll work the first half get our trip to ireland in uh a few more buildings we haven't seen in a couple of years and call it quits in January. And that's, in a nutshell, that, that's what we did. I mean, looking back on your career, I mean, how thrilling was it to be able to, to you know, be involved in so many? I know you're involved in you know, Calder Cup games, uh, NCAA Frozen Four games. I mean, just the, the, how thrilling was your career? I, I don't even know if I could put it into words and sum it up. I've been absolutely blessed for 35 years to work at I mean, as high a level as you can outside the National Hockey League, and, and primarily on a, on a local basis, um, it was so exciting. We, we could spend, you know, two days on the phone or, or in person, and uh, I could tell you a story on top of story. And when you look back over that long a period, it's very difficult to, to say, you know, well, this this happened, and you start forgetting about things, and then, like, you know, big games or situations you were in. So. 
as a whole, it was, I can't even describe how exciting it was. And one of the reasons I'm going to miss it so much, because every night was exciting to me. Well, you said you had many stories. Let's talk about the one story uh, that in Mike McAdams' uh, uh, article he wrote in the Gazette uh, about your con- con- confrontation with a legendary Harvard coach, Bill Curry, when you were 19 years old and working the lines at an RPI Harvard game at Houston Fieldhouse. Yeah, that's, that's, that one seems to come up when people ask me, uh, especially about the early days. And yeah, keep it, and, 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 by the way, keep it clean. We uh, no, no foul language. <laughs> no, for sure. No, I understand completely. Um, it's a completely different ball game when you go from minor hockey, in other words, peewee hockey or youth hockey in your local area, to your first first big game and having grown up in this area and going to RPI games and back in those days the place was always full sold out or whatever um, I, ju- I guess I just wasn't expecting what happened and you know probably four or five hundred times before I got there I'd call an icing or not call an icing in a youth hockey game and you know occasionally a coach would yell or whatever but this was a different level uh, I wasn't expecting it and I'm still to this day 100% sure that I had made the right call. But, uh, yeah, Coach Cleary let me have an earful of things that, we, as you said, we can't discuss here. Um, and unfortunately, because I'd never been, ever been talked to, talked to like that before, I turned around and gave it right back to him. And so <laughs> I don't think he expected that because I didn't expect what he gave me. And unfortunately, or, or maybe fortunately, the, the guy I was refereeing the hockey game with, who I believe was John Galpoy, I'm trying to give this some thought, but I can't remember, uh, it kind of caught the whole thing. And we had a long, long talk after the first period on how uh, that, that was not acceptable on my behalf. And it took me a while because I couldn't understand how it was acceptable on on you know, behavior on his part to uh, do that. And it's just one of those things that took me by surprise. And it's a, it's a great story. And, and unfortunately, uh, you will have some guys that will tell you that maybe I really never learned my lesson. But that's um, well, up for debate when I step <laughs> off the ice. Well, I, I will say this. In the 25 years I covered union hockey and then games you would work at Messerate, you took charge. I mean, you were, you were not – shy to say stuff to the players and, you know, getting them ready for the face-off. And I, I, I always laughed. I mean, you could, you, I mean, the building could be so quiet and you, you could, we could hear you. I mean, it was, you know, the, the press box, you know, it messes at the end of the rink and we got glass, that glass there, but we, it was just funny to you know, watch you sometimes and you know, hear you, you know, to get these guys together and <laughs> talking the way you did. Well, for sure, you know, you, you make uh, a point about that, and face-offs especially, one of the things you learn as a linesman over the years that uh, it's not the hardest thing in the world to call offsides and icing, but one of the hardest things in the world to do is to run a good face-off, a consistent, fair, by-the-book face-off. And, and I find, and it's not right for everybody, it's not everybody's style, but I always found that if I took charge and for my very first face-off told them how it was going to be, and more so than in professional hockey, because I think they've played a little bit longer at a little higher level, and they understand that. But sometimes in college, I uh, and I hope I kept it clean, too, by the way, um, <laughs> I would let them know exactly how I was going to proceed with a face-off, and that if they didn't do it exactly that way, they wouldn't take any face-offs that night. Yeah. Uh, what got you interested in um, officiating? Um, well, I don't... <laughs> I don't think I was interested in officiating. Uh, my my junior hockey coach John Gilchrist uh, 
basically told me when, when I was done playing at 16 or 17 years old, whatever I was, he phoned me up and said, hey, you know what, I know you can't play anymore, so Saturday morning you come to Freer Park with me, I'm picking you up, wear black pants, bring your skates, I've got a shirt and a whistle for you, and you're doing this. And if you hate it, you hate it, and if you love it, you love it, basically, and that's what we're doing. So I really didn't have a choice, and I kind of fell in love with it right off the bat, as, as probably said in the article. Uh, did you ever think, I mean, was there aspirations as you went along your career that maybe the NHL was a, a possibility? So, you know what, and it, it certainly had my, my chances of being looked at and, and talked to and whatnot, but basically being 5'8 and uh, not, not a large frame guy pretty much took me out of the running from that, you know, right from the start. And it, had I gone a different path, um, refereeing, I uh, probably had a reasonable chance, we'll just say that, but I never wanted to referee and it just wasn't in my DNA to uh, to do that. And so I told everybody or let everybody know right up front that, uh, you know, maybe said, hey, you have a shot at doing this or that, that I was only interested in being a linesman. So that kind of put that to sleep and, and relatively quickly. Yeah. Uh, you know, what about your AHL days? I mean, you have some good stories there from, from working games, uh, you know, with the Red Wings and uh, the River at Slash Devils. Yeah, I mean, just, again, <laughs> there, there's a thousand stories, and uh, boy, it'd be just be hard to pick a few out. But of course, you know, Ty Domi and, and the, the fights back in the day. I'd have to say the fights back in the day were uh, absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Nothing like they have been in the last fifteen years. Um, it's just a different, a whole different mentality and a different style of hockey. And so, so many stories come with that. And I, I remember I was telling somebody recently, one of the guys I did interviews with, I think it was Mike actually, that uh, was working a game in Rochester in the playoffs one night, broke up a fight. And my partner and I were, were kind of in between these two guys fighting and we saw something kind of go by our face, like just a flash. So long story short, uh, a few minutes later, my partner was at center ice picking up gloves and sticks. I was over at the box, and uh, he comes skating over and he goes, he goes, look at look at this, and he's holding a metal tipped English bar dart oh, that was stuck in the ice at a forty five degree angle, and we we figure that's got to be what we saw go by our head because it was in the ice next to all the equipment. So it's like stories like that from the old days. People did different things back then. Oh yeah, and no no helmets on. You know, you wonder what would have happened. I mean, I, I covered the Hershey Bears uh, before I came up here. I covered Hershey Bears for the York Daily Record from uh, 1985 to 1990. I, and trust me, the fights were a lot meaner back then than they are today. And I can, I mean, Ty, Ty Doe, we always like trying to break a fight, up a fight with him. Oh, it was unbelievable because, you know, back in 86 and 87, probably for the first eight or 10 years I worked, I was close to 200 pounds and a very, very lean 200 pounds. One five foot eight, that's fairly muscular. And I was in excellent shape, and I thought I was as strong as anybody. And I can remember grabbing a hold of Ty Domi one night and just, uh, you know, we had, we had an exchange of words I can't repeat here. But for the most part, when you grab a hold of somebody on the ice, there's a little bit of give at some point because you're on skates. And he had no give. He, he just was the – I'd never dealt with anyone as solid as him and as strong as him. And he had a mentality when he played the game that I think we all know. We've all seen either, you know – tapes or, or watch live play he played a different way and it was most impressive to me um i've never seen anything like that and uh 
I, I truly believe of all the guys I've seen, and I've seen just about every single guy who fought for a while in the NHL come through the AHL, he was the strongest, toughest guy I've ever seen. And that's, that's saying something. Yeah. Now, obviously, you worked, You have a full-time job. And how, what was it like trying to balance that with uh, doing working as a linesman? So it's always a chore, and just like you and I setting this up. I have been the most fortunate person in the world when it comes to that, having a job and doing what I do. I'm, I'm a car painter, and right now, fortunately, I work for uh, Skodak Auto down in Skodak. And uh, so basically, as long as I get my work done, I can do it at my schedule. So some days I go in and out of work two or three times so that I can be free on a you know a Friday afternoon to travel and, and not have to come back to work till Monday. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a balance, and uh, working out and staying in shape along with that is has always been a, a challenge, but I've made it work. And a good plug for the, your, your uh, employer there, so that's a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that sincerely. It's a, it's a family away from my family for sure. Yeah. What will you miss about uh, being on the ice? Being on the ice, literally. That's what I'll miss. I, I've been waiting. You know, some, a bunch of people have asked me that question. And I say, oh, I'll miss the, the right before you go out, or I'll miss miss the excitement of the national anthem, or I'll miss, the, you know, a big hit during a game. But nope, I've thought about it, and I will just miss being on the ice with all the good and the bad, and and all the good stories and bad stories. I'll miss the guys and everything. Being on the ice is what keeps me wanting to do it, and I'm going to miss that the most is just being on skates. Well, Mike, a great career for you. It's been a pleasure to know you all over all these years, and. Uh... Good luck in retirement, and I'm sorry I won't be down there Saturday, but uh, maybe hopefully run into you somewhere along the way. Uh, likewise, my friend. I appreciate it greatly, and uh, I'll skate extra hard for you Saturday night. I appreciate that. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, my man. Mike, you wrote a great article on Mike and his um, Thursday's Gazette. is also online at dailygazette.com. He had some great stories. I mean, you you mentioned the Bill Cleary story. Of course, I told him during the interview. That was one of the most fun interviews I've had in a while. And needless to say, I had to edit out like half of it that was not appropriate for a family newspaper. You said the word rhyme with puck. (laughs) Right. But, uh, yeah, he's had a great career. I mean, it's just – it's a shame that he has to retire because of back injury, but because it sounds like he still wants to keep doing well, it. Well, and he said he wanted to do it for four or five more years. I don't know exactly, but he, I think he might have been the oldest uh, AHL official uh, active um, at the age of 53, soon to be 54. Um, certainly kept himself in shape, so you couldn't tell, no. like, physically that, but, I, you know, the same thing that wiped out his playing career when he was 17, wiped out his. Um, and, and ushered in his career as an official, you know, having a bad back is also going to be the culprit to uh, force him to retire from officiating. But we had a ball talking about stuff, and especially, you know, I grew up in Rochester, so I saw the Amherst yeah, all the time. Yeah. He, yeah. I just didn't have room for this story, but he said they had there was a fight one time at the War Memorial. Yeah, you mentioned that in the interview. That was, that's great stuff. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's I, I won't give it away. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a great time to catch up with him. He, he, you know, he, Ty Domi, he mentioned him about right. how much of a very physical guy he was, and yeah. it was tough to – Break up fights with him. We've got a lot of great stories with Mike, and uh, we wish him the best. And uh, yeah, so sorry to see him go. Yeah, well, sorry for the reason he has to go. But yeah. man, he sure had a nice run there for 34, 35 years, whatever it was. And you know, he won the Michael Condon Award for a top official in the AHL and uh, a few years ago. So um, he's got a lot of stuff. <laughs> 
that he, he's taken away from the game. Well, uh, we'll be back not only to wrap up the podcast, we're going to get Mike's picks for Saturday's game. Uh, games, I was going to say plural. So uh, you're listening to the Party Shots podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and CastBox. This is Union Women's Hockey Coach Josh Skiba. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Well, we're back here on the Parting Shots Podcast, getting to wrap things up. But before we do, I know I've, you know, early on in this season, we try to get Mike involved in the uh, ECAC hockey uh, face-off selections, but uh, he politely declined. But not this I time. Pl- I was polite about it. That's what I said. You were polite. You were polite. Uh, but we're going to get your picks for the two games. I'll mention my picks as well. I already put my picks up on dailygazette.com. If you just um, might not be spoiled to you, but uh, uh, we'll um, get Mike first. Let's go to the women. All right, I'm going to go Union Two RPI Zero. Um, RPI just they don't score. I mean, their their goals per game is .60. Um, uh, Union's uh, goalie Bella McKee has been you know one of the bright spots on their lineup this year, and. Um, I gotta imagine Union's hungry to win this thing, especially the seniors who have lost the RPI twice in the Mayor's Cup the last couple of years. Yeah. So that's that's my call. And now the men, uh, RPI has not won a uh, Mayor's Cup since 2016. Is this the year? This is the year. I'm right now. I'm going with RPI three, Union one, and you know, again, I hate to like harp on the goals per game situation, but I, it, it kind of lines up that way. Um, I think Union still hasn't been able to figure out how to score consistently. And if they run into Owen Savory and he shows up like he did last year when he made 43 saves, it's going to be very difficult for them to get on the scoreboard. And tracing back to a lot of what we were just talking about with with RPI being improved. um, And, you know, I think they have fairly balanced scoring. They were relying – they thought Chase Eakey was going to be the big guy for them. Will Riley, we should mention, because he's been having a phenomenal season um, and very productive offensively, too, from the blue line. So that's my call, uh, RPI 3, Union 1. Well, my women's prediction will be Union 3, RPI nothing. I just think that this is finally time for the Union women to bring home the Mayor's Cup. And I think the uh, Mayor's Cup is going to head over to uh, Troy this year. Uh, 4-1 RPI over Union. And don't forget the Capital Skates is on the line as well in that uh, in the men's game. So there's oh. two trophies on the line. I thought I always thought the Capital Skates was just a regular, regular season one. I know, they were talking about the Capital Skate. Well, I, they tied, so the, 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 the Mayor's Cup as a tiebreaker for that? No, I don't think so. I don't, oh, okay. I don't think so. I think the yeah, Capital Skates, it's like the uh, Ryder Cup. If it's a tie, it stays. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. I so. got you. So, all right. Well, one. But, but but the season series is on the line. Is that's 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 we can tell right. that. So, um, we have no, no questions for the Union Hockey Mailbag, but we're always happy to take your questions for it. If you'd like to submit a question or a comment, you can email them to me at shot. That's s c h o t t at dailygazette.com. You can look for my weekly ECAC hockey faceoff selections at dailygazette.com slash sports slash parting shots. You can participate in the faceoff selections. By emailing your picks to me at shot at dailygazette.com. 
Well, that wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. Mike, uh, thanks for joining me uh, once again, and uh, we're going to do this again next week. Hey, and it didn't get postponed by a snowstorm this we, year. Well, we don't, we don't know yet. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know yet. So <laughs> we will get to the rink on Saturday. I don't care what happens. <laughs> well, you can follow Mike. Yeah, that's thing. right. Yeah, uh, you can follow Mike's coverage at Mike underscore McAdam uh, during uh, both the women's and men's game. Uh, the Party Shots podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Castbox. Subscribe today. The views expressed on the Party Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Party Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schock. We're Mike McAdam. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Party Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York. Good day. Good hockey.